Hello, welcome to the Gab and Jules show. No Gab Marcotti today he? because he's crying in Philadelphia. Oh, bless him. Sorry, Gab, but the, the, the Super Bowl didn't go in his Unlucky. favor. And he's his favorite uh, Philadelphia Eagles. There's always next year, Gabby. Don't worry about that. Instead, Don hey. Hutchinson is here, man. Thank you so much for coming. There's sure. a packed show, of course, because we had some controversy and drama in the Premier League and some great results, some great goals in Germany. Big results in Spain as well with Barcelona winning, Real Madrid winning another title, PSG. Ooh. What a car crash it is. Uh, but we start in, at West Ham. West Ham against Chelsea on Saturday. I know it's a few days ago. Mm. Uh, but it was a big game for Graham Potter because away from home, the form had been terrible for awesome. Chelsea. I mean, overall, the form had been terrible. Two wins and 13. Yeah. And, and they go to West Ham. Not an easy place to be. West Ham a yeah. little bit better. And what happened? The first half is actually good Amazing. for Chelsea. Amazing. I thought they looked slick. I thought João Felix was amazing. I thought he looked really good, scored a great goal. I thought Enzo in the middle of the park dominated. Declan Rice this morning talking about how good of a performance it was from him. Yeah. And he had to try and problem solve and figure out how good he was and where he was shifting the ball. And then my feeling when I watch Chelsea is there a nice side to watch, beautiful side to watch at times, as in the first 30 minutes against West Ham. But if you stay in the game mm. and you get to an hour and you're 1-0 down or 1-1-0-0, they're not a ruthless side yeah. under Graham Potter. I think they're an easy side. Or, or, sorry, I think they're a good side to watch. They're easy on the eye, mm. but they should have put West Ham away in the first ho- half an hour of the game. They didn't, and then they paid the price. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, great goal by Joe Felix. Beautiful finish. One coming back from the from the suspension, the ball from Enzo yeah. is, is, is even special. even the finish. You know, if, if any kids watching the finish, it was an instep finish, but right the last second, he just opened up the ankle yeah. just to guide it into the corner. It's such a, I mean, he's a beautiful. player. He's a lovely player. I love him when he's like that. So in that first half hour, let's say first half, yeah, with the ball, everything, the elegance, yeah. you know, going forwards. The vision, the passing. There's a couple of times. There's one time where he could put Mojic through and keeps the ball a little bit too much, yeah. maybe. It's a mystery, really, why, when you look back on his career, why he signed for someone like Simeone. Oh, yeah. with his I style. mean, who told him it was a good idea? I've got no idea. I've been, I've been, tweet, just... I've been tweeting George constantly about Xavi Felix. I'm a massive fan. Yeah. And I've always thought if he was under the likes of Pep, I think Pep would turn him into the world's best. Yeah. I think he's I, amazing. I know, I know. I agree with you. But they let West Ham come back into the game. That goal, that MSN score, that a team like Chelsea should not, you know, no. from the ball was from the right, the right hand side with the cross, ended yeah. up with the left wing back. Yeah. I thought oh. Bowen was the problem for them. In, yeah. in, in that scenario, I remember watching the game unfold and Jared Bowen had made a run down the right hand side and he didn't get the ball. And he sort of ended up standing still, but he stood still for an age. Yeah. And I thought Enzo Fernandez in front of him and Badger Shield behind him, there was no sort of communication between the two. He was the one that then flicked it on yeah. and then Emerson ran the far post, got the tap in. But it was a good recovery from West Ham. But after that, from Chelsea, the second Nothing. half? I Nothing. don't know. Do you think physically they're not, they're not up for it? Do you think that mentally when they get pegged back like that and like you said before, under pressure, yeah. they're not ruthless enough? They well, I want to see who's, who, who's the one in that team, Jules, or the two or three in that team that's ruthless enough to go and get goals? Because even though I'm a massive Joao Felix fan, the contradiction is he's never had more than 10 assists yeah. a season. No, that's he's true. never had more than 10 goals a season. Yeah. 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 So it's not a slight on him. It just tells you that his output is not quite there. Yeah. Havertz doesn't convince me as a number nine. No. Fantastic footballer. But you know, we go back to what we said a, a bit the other day. So you've got a lot of new players and young players. Mudrik is young and this is only raw, to him. Very Joe raw. Felix, Madweke is young yeah. and raw as well. This is only to Enzo is young and this yeah. is only, even if he's 
he's got the potential to be you know one of the best in the world and a proper leader but this is all new to him yeah. you go to a place like West Ham yeah. and they go back to 1-1 and you've got Antonio and Suchek yeah. and Rice and all those that physicality as well as the atmosphere and everything and yeah. And maybe it's they're just like not they ready want... for that team. Thiago Silva really is the only one, but Yashil is young at yeah. the back. He's done really well, by the way. Yeah, and Rich James and then Chilwell coming back. Yeah. Rich James look good. But then maybe they don't have enough now to respond to teams like that. Maybe, maybe if you look a little bit deeper, maybe if you scratch the surface, it's a Graham Potter Chelsea side that's playing the same way as his Brighton side did, yeah. who weren't particularly ruthless. So yeah. their XG, all of the time, every time you watch the Brighton side, yeah. it was quite high and they didn't get the goals. It's almost like, I think... Chelsea, I think they want to play, or Graham Potter wants to play the perfect game. And they want to play the perfect game, control the game, look easy on the eye, play nice football, yeah. win one or two nil. Premier League doesn't work like that. Yeah, You've got I to agree. be ruthless. You've got to stick teams away. We've all we've all seen the movie before when you don't take your chances and you win them one nil and you give up chances. We've seen the movie where yeah. someone will get back in the game. Yeah. And that's what's happened to them. VAR had a shocking weekend, of course, especially Saturday. Uh, it started with this game. So first call is the offside on yep. the Suchek goal, which is fine. Fine. Rice, Suchek, etc. However, the handball. I mean, he only dives on the ball, doesn't he? So Suchek is a shot by Gallagher, I think it is. Yeah, and it's not it even was. that powerful. No. And then Suchek goes to Grant and clearly makes, makes a move with, he dives, he dives and makes a move with his arm towards the, the ball. To kind of slow it down, and then it's easy for it's 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 one of the easiest. How I, I don't know, Jules. I've got I've got no excuse how they've not give that as a penalty, and the excuse that they've give is they thought uh, Thomas Socek was breaking his fall, so as in he was falling down, yeah, like, and then he yeah, put his hand yeah. to sort of protect it. I mean, come, come on, on. it's he's <laughs> dived on it. I mean, like if if Thomas Socek is standing up and Gallagher takes the shot and it hits him on the arm and he's a little bit, you might say, oh, he's unlucky or his arm was close or his. He's dived on it. Yeah. I mean, how much, he's done, he's done Fabianski's job for him. I don't know. It's a penalty. That was terrible. Everything's there. Everything's there for the referee. If the referee missed it, he missed it. But VAR should be sitting there watching that. Take your time. Make sure you analyse it. But the giveaway was the player's reaction. Yeah. Thomas I mean, Sochek knew he was guilty. Face, he knew, like, but everyone, uh-oh. but everyone, uh-oh. like Jules, like everyone, they're watching a player in Thomas Sochek <laughs> dive on the ball. Oh, I mean, how many God. clues do you want? I know. They're like, I mean, I think, uh, Craig Paulson, who is the referee. Yeah. Uh, there's a, f- it looks like there's I'd a few bodies. I'd give him an out. I'd give him an out. I think Ogbonna is not, is maybe blocking the view a little bit, yeah. but it's not a hard one to, I think, to, to see. Anyway, Nils Warbreak, who is the re- VR referee in for that, that game. game. You've got all the angles. How? Take your time. But like, it's, it's just common sense. And we say the, the downfall of VAR at times this season, not just in England, but everywhere, was the guy who's on VAR. Yeah. Just his interpretation was completely stupid. See, I think it's getting to the point now where I think referees have got to demand, the on-field referee has got to demand to the VAR officials, yeah. I'm going to the monitor, get it ready for me. Yeah, so not the other around. Like, at the moment, it's the other around. Exactly. So you go, if they say, mm, you should come and have a look. Re- referees are good referees. They know their job. I think yeah. they've lost a bit of confidence. I think since VAR's come in, at times I think they've stopped refing games. They're waiting for the VAR guy to see it on a TV yeah. and give them the information. But they're, they've got an instinct referees and normally their instinct is quite right. I think referees now should take charge and as I said, say to Neil Swarbrick, get it ready, I'm going to the monitor. I think something's happened. I can tell by the crowd reaction. There's something on Thomas Socek's face that tells me he's guilty but I couldn't see it because like you said, Ogbonna was in the way. Go and get it ready. And then once you see it, you go, penalty. Has to be. It's the only conclusion. I know. I know. It's crazy. So, lucky in the end for West Ham because 
they get that one that goes their way. Before that, their second goal was disallowed, rightly so, as we said, on the Suchek, uh, Suchek goal for, for offside. Yeah. From a West Ham point of view, one of your former clubs, mm-hmm. this is a bit better. There's the draw at Newcastle, yeah. away, now you draw at home to Chelsea. Um, you kind of get that momentum going a little bit. You're still only two points, I think, above yeah. the, the, the drop signs, zone. The but signs, the signs. there's that stuff, yeah. Why, yeah. why is it a little bit different? Just realising that there was urgency there? Yeah, um, and sometimes... Because David Moyes is a pragmatic manager and now he's got Italy's number nine in Gianluca Scamacca. He's got Brazil's number 10 in Lucas Pacatar. Yeah. He's got this quality of player to work with. So the style has gone against how David Moyes has managed over the years. So he's trying to change the style and make West Ham a little bit more easy on the eye. Um, so that might take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Socek and Declan Rice were amazing last season as a pair. So Pakatar's come in for Socek and he's playing alongside Rice, who's a completely different player. Yeah. So Pakatar wants to come to the defenders and get on the ball and start all the play, where David Moyes really is the type of manager sometimes bypass yeah, the midfield, play long, yeah. play long, go and press them in their half. So that takes a little bit of time. Um, and I think momentum and confidence to get the win against Everton important three points mm. played really well against Newcastle after going 1-0 behind inside three minutes yeah. so you come back to James's Park you take a good point from there and then deserve point against Chelsea well deserve point in terms yeah, of yeah. performance yeah, the luck yeah. obviously with a VAR so it gives them that mini run of three games unbeaten yeah I think I think Aguerd who obviously Amazing came player. from Rennes you told me about yeah, him yeah got and then and then finally played a little bit before the World Cup, then was really good at the World Cup, although again there was an injury. And now I thought in that game was outstanding. And and I think the back five is also helping, you know, helping them. I mean, I'm not a Sufal fan, but I think he keeps making the wrong decision. And I I thought with the ball on the on transition, West Ham mm. made a there's a few times where they made the wrong call and you know, passed the ball there when the ball has to go wide or yeah. the other way around. So it could have really been better. But I thought they look more solid maybe than what they used to before. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Uh, and that comes with a lot of work on the training ground, manager drilling mm-hmm. in the shape, depending on what personnel. And he lost Pakatar to a shoulder yeah, injury during yeah, the game, was, didn't he? Yeah, um, well. yeah that, that, that's a blow. But then Socek comes in and he plays alongside Declan Rice, who makes them a little bit more harder to beat in yeah. the middle of the park. And then they've got the talent up front. You know, they've got likes of Bowen, they've got you know, yeah, Ben Rama, ben Rama they've, they've got, yeah. enough, got enough players where... He's got enough bodies to work with, enough skillful players to work with. It's trying to marry up the different styles, I think, Jules. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's trying to marry up. Yeah, we've yeah, said that before. trying to marry up a different style of play with the guys that I mentioned yeah, or do you go I a little bit more you. aggressive and on the front yeah. foot and combative and being hard to beat. So that's where I think over the, the last few months, David Moyes has struggled, but they look good yeah. in the last three games. Going back to Chelsea, talking about identity, um, it's still hard to see what, Graham Potter is doing really and we mentioned yeah. the good first half hour where Joao Felix was clearly at the heart of everything and you know they were Enzo was pulling the string and there was a lot of good things there mm. but eventually if you can't be consistent over more than half an hour in yeah. what you want to do with the ball and if the, in the end you just rely on give the ball to Reese James and he's going to put a good cross in the box which is all they did in the second yeah. half really yeah. then it has to be a bit worrying right? Well the players I think might just start to lose a little bit of belief when they can't be ruthless enough to put teams away and they're only at 1-0 and they were playing really good for half an hour. I thought yeah. they were magnificent Chelsea. I thought they looked really good. But my sense when I watch them is if you can stay in the game, I think Chelsea run out of ideas in the last half an hour. I think if you can get, get to the hour mark and you're in it at 0-0, 1-1, whatever the score yeah, line is. Yeah. I never then fancy Chelsea to kick on and go and win the game. I don't think it's in them. It's not in yeah, Felix. Yeah, it's, not in, it's not in Havertz. Um, they obviously need a top-class number nine. Yeah. The worry is, the contradiction to that is, is their style of football doesn't lend itself to having a number nine. 
couldn't get Lukaku going. Yeah. Bamiang's now yeah. looks like he's never oh, going to get a game. Yeah, yeah. You know, so even if you if they looked at someone like Victor Osimhen, and this is not a dig at Chelsea, the worst the worst move I think he could make is going to Chelsea because they don't play to his strengths. They keep the ball aside to our but side. Would you not play on his strength on the strength but, of the number nine that you're going to bring in? Yeah, but if they say if they bought Victor Osimhen, he he he's the type of guy. He's a throwback centre centre forward that wants the ball all of the time. And he's yeah. hard, he's brave, he's skillful, but he wants loads of touches of the ball. And I can imagine Osman coming into Chelsea, like Lukaku. Like Lukaku. I mean, yeah, could, yeah, I mean yeah, Lukaku yeah, I was flying at Inter, and they went side to side. And there was there was those crazy numbers when Lukaku was playing. He had like six or seven touches. <laughs> well, that tells me two things: it's either the player's lazy, which Lukaku isn't, or the team's not servicing him. I know. So I know. then you bring another striker in; they've got to change their ways. They can't just go side to side if you buy a new striker. So that's the worry. And if you persist with Kai Havertz who's not a natural number nine, mm. very, very good footballer, he's not going to get 20 goals a season. I know. So I know. work has to be done. Yeah, it is a worry. So Wednesday is Dortmund-Chelsea, yeah. of course, in the Champions League. Dortmund, who we will mention a bit later. In good form. 16-6 six six, uh, since the restart. Pretty incredible what they're doing at the moment. Something that we mentioned a little bit before with Gab and when... A little bit unnoticed, I think, and I wanted your opinion was, because I know you like what Badiashil has done so far for Chelsea, is that yeah. he obviously was not registered in the Champions League squads. Mm. So you've been playing with Thiago Silva and Badiashil as your pair of centre-backs in yeah. the last four games, yeah, yeah, five yeah. games. And then on Wednesday, you need someone else to play alongside Thiago yeah. Silva, right? Whether it's Shaloba, yeah. whether it's Koulibaly, whether it's, I don't, know, I don't think Fofana is ready, but yeah, someone else has to so play. So that looks again. on the face of it. Strange. How weird is that? That's weird, isn't it? So you're going to have, you're going to have a partnership in the Premier League, but break them up yeah. in the Champions League. Exactly. That feels weird. So for someone who hasn't played for four games now in the league, clearly because yeah. it was Badjashil playing for the last yeah. four games. I, I mean, just, I, 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 and I know you had a choice to make because you had seven and you only could pick three from the seven. Yeah. But if Badjashil wasn't in Chelsea's 11, and he was a young boy trying to make yeah. his way into the squads. You could understand it. The fact yeah, that his completely. form has actually been really, really good, I think. Yeah, me I too. I think it's been amazing. Me too. That, that, that's the only thing I can think of, trying to think of trying to get into Graham Potter's head. Maybe he doesn't envisage him playing every single Premier League game and Champions League game. So he wants to rotate it a little bit. But still not to have him in the squad is strange because what if you get injuries? Yeah. But again, the guy who's going to come in, whoever is the guy coming in against Dortmund to face a team that is... At the moment, see, scoring and creating a lot of chances, scoring a lot of goals. See, in a weird way, if it was Thiago, this doesn't really make any sense what I'm saying, but try and try and bear with me. In a weird way, if it was Thiago Silva that didn't make the Champions League squads, you could understand yeah. that they're 39. Yeah. Obviously, you want him playing because it's Champions League. Cause he's, and he's your best defender. Exactly. But still, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, no, yeah, the other yeah, way around seems sense. a little bit weird. I know. Or, or, but again, you play Koulibaly a little bit more maybe in the league that you've done. Like, for example, this game, yeah. three days before the Champions League is yeah. back. Start your starting centre back pair for the Champions League in the league. Yeah. So you give them ninety minutes. Listen, is he overthinking it on Wednesday? Is he overthinking it? I don't Grand know. Potter? Maybe he had to pick. He had to pick Joel Felix, Enzo, and Mudrik as the three, and hadn't just didn't <laughs> have the choice. <laughs> just nobody ran out of numbers. Yeah, nobody <laughs> gave him the choice. You know, and they said, okay, this has to be the three, and it is Mudrik for the pace, I guess. Him or Madweke for the yeah. pace, clearly, Enzo. He's already so instrumental. So Madueke's made the no, no, he has not made the no. cut neither. So if you don't have Mudrik or Madueke, you you lose the pace that you you, you paid for in the yeah. general because you needed it. Fair enough. Um, 
But I, I don't know. I'm, I just, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing what team he puts up against yeah. Dortmund and how they play because it's a huge game. Massive. If they get battered against Dortmund, yeah. which is obviously... I don't think possible. they'll get battered. I'd, I'd, no, but you know, like if, if things go bad, I yeah, don't know if they get a red card, like something... 2-0 yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. What's, like, what's Graham Potter like? Yesterday, yeah. I heard him saying, like, oh, we have to be... Oh, Saturday, we have to be humble against Dortmund. Why do you have Why? to be humble? Why? Can't humble be, for what? Can't be ruthless. I know. What's your, the humility? What, what, how is he going to use you to yeah. play against a team on fire at the yeah. moment? No, be... be yeah, I don't know. Or find another word. Yeah. You know, you don't have to I be mean, arrogant I, going I, to Dortmund. I think but... one of the greatest press conferences I think I ever heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure it was Jose when he was at Chelsea, and he named his Chelsea team, and he named the Barcelona team yeah, yeah, the day Barcelona. before a game. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, this is our team. I know your team. Let's get it on. I know. And it's like, that's what the players want to hear, man. They want to hear your manager going like, yeah, we're going to turn Dortmund over. Where You wouldn't say we're too no, no, good no, for but them. Yeah, but yeah, I see there's, what you mean. Way, there's ways you can say it, but, but don't, be, won, don't be on the back foot. You've won two games in 13. If you were 13 wins in 13, yeah. and maybe there was a risk that you could go to Dortmund and the Yellow Wall and 80,000 fans against you in the Champions League, and you think, okay, I don't want my boys to be arrogant or yeah. complacent because we aren't such good. You've won two in 13. <laughs> Wait, what? You need to be humble. You've been humbled by your own, re- own results already. I like, know. what's the point of being humble for? Not in the Champions League. You've and got to be ruthless. This is my issue now. With Graham Potter, I think he's a lovely guy and I think he's a great coach, there's no doubt. And I hope he does well at Chelsea. Same. He ends up Same. But right now, he says the wrong things all the time. All the time. See, even, I don't know, see, I, see, even a little bit, even a little bit after the penalty scenario when Thomas Sojek handled the ball, go in there all guns blazing. He was know, a little bit shot. like, we were unlucky. I would have for the ref. destroyed the fourth. I don't know who the fourth referee was, but I mean, I, I, know I think everybody else would have. I know it's not his style and it's not his character. So you're asking a man to change his ways, but I just think for the for the Chelsea fan, they've left the stadium yeah, fuming. I know. You know, everyone watching around the world are fuming, and then your manager's just a little bit humble and quiet, and it's like, no nah, man, like go in there. I know, and he's he's under so much pressure. I don't understand. Some of the lines that he comes up with, I don't understand. I think there's, I think there's going to have to be a point, Jules. There's going to have to be a point where I think he's got to change his ways a little bit in terms of his personality, because you can have two wins in thirteen when you're the Brighton manager. Yeah, you know you can do that. There's no expectation. Yeah, Yeah. at times he's overachieved at Brighton. When you get a job like Chelsea, I was chatting to Gianfranco Zola yesterday. When you get a job like the Chelsea job, the performances, yes, have to be there. But it's not the be-all and end-all of performances. It's the mm, wins. I know. As a Chelsea manager, you have to win. I know. And when Todd Bowley's pitching up in the stands, texting or on his phone, spending six hundred million, he's going to demand wins. And even though we all say Graham Potter's being, he'll be given time, which I hope that's the way. Yeah. You know, if you're then two wins in seventeen, eighteen as a Chelsea manager, you ain't going to last. I know. It's 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 just just a fact. It doesn't matter if it's Chelsea. Frank Lampard got sacked at Everton for one win and fourteen. Yeah, it's yeah. the numbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you've got to win. Yeah, and you yeah. can't be you can't be I don't know 10, 11, 12, 13 points off the top four as a Chelsea manager. You got to fight for the title. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Edson Fernandez, you know, we saw uh, obviously his debut game against uh, Fulham. It was yeah. where there were some good things, but at times maybe too much sideways or. But, but takes yeah. time yeah takes this time was, this was better I mean obviously the assist the cross on the goal yeah. but overall really solid performance really good uh, people are looking I think at the transfer fee 115 million yeah. and probably thinking he's a game changer well he will be I think yeah, I in agree. time he will be for sure um, you know I, I, I see an unbelievable player there 
And again, you know, he, he's trying he, he's trying to figure out the the weak not the weaknesses, but the runs of Kai Havertz. If he's not making a forward run, then instead of playing that forward pass like he did for Jao Felix for the goal, mm. he might have to then go. Oh, he wants it to feet. So he's trying to figure out Mudrick. Yeah. He's trying to figure out you yeah. know, all the players in around him, the midfield partnerships. So there's a, there's a lot to take in, you know, in there the is. first couple of games, but the signs are really good. And finally, so finally, another piece of good news, I guess, and I just wanted your opinion on Thiago Silva's new contract. He's 39, as we said. He's got another year now until the summer 2024. Makes sense, doesn't it? I don't know if he will play as much next season, and I don't even know if the plan this season was to play him that much because mm. he's... He's been basically in the team the whole time. Yeah. But you know, I'm completely biased. No, you don't have to be. I, I Ju- just judge love him. the guy. I just think he's amazing. Judge him on his career. Incredible. And judge him on, you know, you can have a career and then you can fall off and you can dip. Yeah. There's no dip in his performances. It's incredible. You know, he sees the game better than most. He reads it better than most. Yeah. Um, he, his positional sense is really good. And whenever you think at 39, someone's going to do him, they never do. No. Because he's always got that half a yard. He's always got that yard. Uh, and I, I think he's a brilliant player to watch. And I think if you're Graham Potter, I think you, you want to rely you on him. Yeah, yeah, rely on his experience, how he handles himself. The leadership conducts, as well. All yeah, of that, completely. yeah. Right, let's stay humble, shall we? Shall we stay yeah, humble? Should we stay yeah, humble? Yeah, yeah. Very let's... humble today. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens for Chelsea, obviously, in the Champions League in, in the week against Dortmund. Maybe that's a turning point that they were waiting for and good performance, good win there, and then something good. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, enough, West Ham and Chelsea done. What about some quick hits? Let's do it. Arsenal dropped two points against Brentford at the Emirates on Saturday, Don, but the PGMOL apologised to them oh, what they said. for VR error. Oh, my word. Days. I was on comms duels on the game. And the block-off free kick, I think, has been in the Premier League. I think going back to Tony Pulis' Stoke days. Yeah. So off the top of my head, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years. So when I'm co-common on games, I'm always looking for block-offs from wide free kicks, corners. Exactly this scenario happened. Yeah. Ethan Pinnock was... The centre-back for Brentford on the angle, waiting for the diagonal free kick. He was standing in an offside position. Then he blocked Gabriel, so yeah. he interferes with Gabriel's position. If you don't think that's interfering, if you don't think he's offside, which I thought he was, fair enough. The cross then comes in. Pinnock wins a header, drops it down to Norgard, who's a yard offside. <laughs> he crosses it, Tony Tapman. There's two offsides in the same move. Yeah. You can get wrangled up in different phases of play. You can you can you can look at it to the nth degree, but there should have been an offside call in there. But again, how, like what like what happened? Did he it's even obvious. draw the lines? Did he even draw the lines? So like what I, I mean I don't understand how you can, how can not you be? see it. How can you be in Lee the... Mason was the VR? So how, sorry, Lee Mason. Sorry, but, to sorry Lee, but let's 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 role play for a second i'm lee mason and i'm checking something and i'm looking at something and there's a pen there and i go i forgot to use the pen <laughs> <laughs> it can't happen jules but I, I, I forgot to use the pen to draw a line on the screen i'm, what, I'm 
But don't, my job, is... my job as a co-commentator is harder than a VAR because I've got to call it in real time. Yeah. I get one view and I've, yeah. and I've got to go, this is what's happened. Yeah. And you, we're not the Oracle co-commentators. We don't get it right all of the time. But I watch Ethan Pinnock on the block on Gabriel. He's half a yard offside. Yeah. Then Norgard's a yard offside. It's like, you've got to spot this. That's you have crazy. to. This is the best league in the world. I know. It's the best league in the, with the I'm, most money the the most at stake the most anything you want and they make blunders like that I, 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 I've not got an out what can I say I've not got an out Jules. it's just so that one the Chelsea one that we mentioned before the one at Brighton where where they they looked at the wrong, wrong player, player the wrong player the wrong player <laughs> I mean it was a shock over the weekend oh and if you're Brighton, if you're Arsenal, and they apologise to you, okay, okay, you take the apologies and you say, it okay. Means, yeah, but like, we lost two points. Well, Howard Webb's got it on now, hasn't he? He's, I mean, he's got it on now to try and obviously fix all the problems because the worst thing is, Jules, these are basic problems. You know, they're not tough decisions. You know, these are, these are quite easy. You forget to draw a line on an offside. You mark a, you mark a player wrong instead of the one that's behind. I mean, so check dives on the ball. It's crazy. Isn't it? it was it was a it's bad weekend. Lee Mason was the VR referee at the Arsenal, the Manchester United Arsenal game. Yeah. When they disallowed the the Martinelli goal for a foul, remember, or the yeah. Ericsson before, yeah. which I thought was foul. Down. Yeah. They apologized for that because they realized that was a mistake. That was Lee Mason already. Now Lee Mason has made another mistake against Arsenal in a game like that. So what's when up? they're fighting for the title, five points. Five points, but then you don't know if, if no, no, the Martinelli no. goal stands early on. I, know. Ultra, I, I don't know. know if they win or not, but but just just I mean, Lee Mason cannot I, cannot cannot referee on VAR anymore. He cannot be involved anymore. The only thing I would say, and this is not a defence on on Lee Mason at all, is when you look at the pattern of the game. In the end, in my humble opinion, I thought the draw was the correct result because I thought Brentford, yeah, I thought I, Brentford's I goal should have stood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. Aboma went through, yeah, Gabriel, Gabriel slipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that should have been. But yeah, still, yeah. if you're Mikel Arteta, you know, you're watching the game and you're prepped from the referees about the laws and the rules of the game and they're not implemented. I know. As a manager, you know, when you're in the heat of battle, yeah. players, players, we, we can fume and we can vent as players, but the manager's got to stand there and front up in front of the cameras and Mikel Arteta must have been so frustrated. Yeah. So Real Madrid won the Club World Cup duels for the fifth time. Yeah, they beat Hal, uh, Hal Hilal in the final 5-3 in a final that they control. I thought they would be given more of a game, to be fair, uh, but they went quickly 2-0 up. It's their 100th trophy in the history. And I read that Ancelotti was under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, before what? that, maybe. 31 trophies under Florentino Perez. Ama- just amazing. Benzema coming back, scoring and assisting. Vinny looked back. Vinny, Vinny as well. Um, so... Good. The league now, they can focus on the league again, but they got the trophy that they wanted. Well done to them. And like last weekend, Don Manchester City, don't miss out on the opportunity to close the gap with Arsenal to three points. They destroy Aston Villa with a back three and yeah. maybe a bit of a worry about Erling Haaland. Yeah, I'm not sure what his knock is in terms of how serious it is. I think he'll more than likely be fit for the Arsenal game. But what I liked about what Guardiola had done was the start in 11. It yeah. went strong again. Yeah. And I thought, I, 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 I you know, we often say in the game, like, you, you, you've got to trust someone like Guardiola because he's so good and you mm. can't question his opinion. Well, you can. Yeah, you can. But you can. And you should. And you should. Because, yeah. you know, when you rest or you don't play Kevin De Bruyne against Tottenham. And Gundogan. And Gundogan. Yeah. And you allow Jao Cancelo, I think the best fullback in world football, who does what Pep wants to do in terms of yeah. inverted fullbacks. I thought that was a major error and it was costly. Yeah. I looked at his team at Villa. And as soon as I'd seen the team lineup, I thought, they'll win that. And the fans must have thought that. Yeah. The players on the pitch must have thought that when De Bruyne was back. And they were really, really good. 
It's how City should be. And that, maybe it's all off-the-field problems, is maybe he's given them that little spark to go and think, well, the world's against us. That's sometimes what you need sometimes. And that win I, I knew was coming when I seen the lineup. Yeah. And then I'll probably make them favourites to beat Arsenal, even though it's away from home. But only just. Yeah, yeah. We'll only see. just. Wednesday's going to be amazing. Right, yours. This is going to be touchy. No! What's happening at PSG? Another defeat. Oh, they lost to Monaco 3-1. To be fair, Don, they could have been at some point 5-1 down. It was that bad. They were just, they had a lot of players missing. So there was no Mbappe, no Messi, no Verratti, no Hakimi from Kiko, no Nuno Mendes, no Sergio Ramos, no Kim Bembe. So, okay, but, but injuries can't be an excuse. It was still a decent team. It was still yeah. a good team. But they just never turned up. They, they don't play football. There's, there's no team, no team spirit, no cohesion. It's just, it's just so, this is another so manager, bad. This is another PSG manager that's looking like he's not going to last. Yeah. I don't know. How I do you know. manage that club? Serious question. Know. How do you manage? You put an arm around the players, they'll let you down. If you get stuck into the players, you'll get a reaction for I a certain know. amount of time. Then they'll let you down again. They argue with each other. They argue with Galtier, with Luis Campos, the sporting director, and there's Bayern on Tuesday night in the Champions League. I'm going. I don't even know where I'm going. Why are you I don't going? want to go. I don't even, I'll be in the stadium like that. My hands are going to be... I don't even want to watch. Oh, my days. I, I don't know. I just hope that the only way now is up. I mean, they, they've hit... They've hit is this bad? Yeah, is yeah, this yeah. rock bomb? Is for for them. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's worse, of course. But two defeats like that against Marseille and Monaco. Because the, the, the league's the league, and it's just there's still five points clear. That's I mean. don't know how. But. Don Manchester United living late, but beat Leeds at Ellen Road two 0 thanks to an ama- to amazing Marcus Rashford yet again on fire, isn't he? Unstoppable man. Unstoppable. Um, this is him, not just at his best. He is super confident. And I think what happens as well, Jules, I mean, the game was the game. It was, it was quite a good game. It was quite yeah. ferocious. Quite and I thought intense. Leeds, yeah, Leeds played their part. I thought they started the second half Leeds like really yeah, strong. They I could agree. have maybe potentially took the lead. But then Marcus Rashford scores a great header. Oh. And I thought the 2-0 flattered them a little bit in terms of how Leeds played. But he's starting to get that, he's starting to get that perspective, I think, Marcus Rashford. If you're a fan and you're driving your car on the way to a game or you're just driving around doing whatever you're doing and you hear Man United scored... You're going to think Rashford. And that's what happens just when you're in this purple patch, when you're in this this vein of form where he's absolutely on fire. Mm. Everything he touches now turns to goals. He's cruising, isn't he? It's crazy. And you know what? Ten Hag's doing a great job. We've said that many times. I was... I think he made a mistake. And I think he gets... He gets lucky. Lucky is the wrong word, but he gets things his way now. Show a centre-back in a game like that, for me, with Malasia left-back, is a mistake from kick-off. But he brings on Lissandro Martinez, who has a great 30 minutes or something, and then yeah. Shaw gives the assist. Shaw goes back to left back. Yeah. So there's nothing Ten Hag can do that is wrong now. Anyway, even when it's a mistake, <laughs> somehow in the end, and Shaw a great cross for the, and then when, once they won the lap after that, it's good. But yeah, well, well done to them, really. Uh, so Barca, 11 point gap over Real Madrid. It's done, isn't it? You know what? This is a tough game going away to Villarreal. Like they went away to Atletico Madrid and they won. They went away to Betis and they won. Uh, and they were once again so solid defensively. Kunde, Arojo. Arojo was outstanding. And they scored an amazing goal, really. When they recovered the ball high, they played forward. One, two. Petri Lewandowski, lovely, lovely finish. And, and they were good. In the end, they considered a few chances at the end. It was a bit shaky, but they deserved mm. to win. And they, I mean, 11 points with a game in hand, obviously. Uh, that Real Madrid will play in midweek next week against Villarreal, I think, actually. Uh, but even eight points. They look so strong right now. Playing which well. means that the game against United on Thursday 
is going to be what a game. special. So special. Can't game. wait for that. And what about Napoli, Don? It's a game that you uh, commentated on last side. night. My favourite side. Yeah, after they win against Cremonese, 3-0, the lead at the top is a massive 16 points because Inter only played tonight on Monday night. Yeah, oh, they, they, they cruised again. They had to work for it, Jules. Mm. Uh, Kravatskelia on his 22nd birthday, yeah. scored in the 22nd minute. Yeah. Uh, everything is written, written for them in the start. It's, it's written, 16 points clear. Uh, Osserman got his goal again, yeah. who's absolutely on flames this season. And then, you know, the squad depth now at Napoli... Spalletti's got to work with. It's not just the starting eleven. He's mm. got 17, 18 players. He can make changes and he made changes in the last 15, 20 minutes of the game. Al- Elmas, Elmas, come on. Yeah. Uh, Di Lorenzo with a perfectly weighted little clip ball into him, a stunning finish. But the atmosphere was electric. Yeah. The atmosphere was electric before the game. Um, I predicted the 7-0. I got carried away and I thought, well, <laughs> Cremonese have not won a game. three, seven. Yeah, well, you know, but Cremonese had not won a game all season. Yeah. Credit to them, you know, they actually played quite well. And they won at Napoli, of course, in the Coppa d'Italia. Coppa Italia, Italia, yeah, ago, beat, yeah, beat Roma. So uh, they're a good side, even though they've not won any games, but their, their attitude's good and they tested yeah. Napoli. But once they got that first goal, it's that movie you've seen before. Yeah. When you're desperate to get the first goal and then the crowd were desperate and they were pushing them on and it was all a bit, it was always a little bit frantic because they were so desperate to take the lead. Once they took the lead, they relaxed yeah, and they, they played, played and it was two and it was so three. Well. And now, I mean, 16 clear, they can't blow it from here. Um, no chance. Surely not. Can't. Surely not. Uh, so Bayern have uh, prepared perfectly for their clash against PSG tomorrow, Jules, with an easy 3-0 win over Bochum. Yeah, I mean, easy, I said that, I put that in the, the quick, easy with the result, although at times defensively, they, they, get, they just still give away a few chances, which gives me a little bit, like tiny bit of hope, but apart from that, How much forward. hope you got, is it? Not much. I not mean, much. with Messi in your team and Mbappe, you know, coming back and be on the bench and Neymar, you should have hope. Of course, I have got, have hope, but this Bayern team going forward, especially because I think the unbalance is still there defensively, but they're on fire. Man, Musiala is just so good. They what play with play. the back three. I think they're going to go back to the back four against PSG, but they still have something, you know, mm. very good going forward. So, so much depth as well. So much, so much talent. So we, we'll see. And tonight, Don, on Monday night, as we're recording the show on Monday morning, is the Merseyside derby, of course, between two of your former teams. What do you think will so happen? I can't we should win. say that John Brooks was supposed to be the VAR referee. Yeah. For that game, after the shocker they had at the Palace Brighton game, he's been taken off it and taken off as well the VR, his VR duties for the Arsenal City game as well. So that's a, yeah, that's, that's a big yeah. move. What do you think for tonight? Uh, I hate this game <laughs> because I can't win. I can't win because I just can't, obviously, because I've played for both sides and I know what it's like being, having a foot in both camps. Yeah. It's 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 a great one for Everton to go into at this present time off the back of the Arsenal win I for agree. Sean Dyche. I mean, if he, I if he goes to Anfield tonight and wins, I mean, legendary status. And beating Arsenal and beating Liverpool in your first two games be amazing. Yeah. I can't help but think that Liverpool will react. And I know I've been saying that quite a bit this season. I've always thought, comment out on Liverpool, right, it's this game that gets their season going. Yeah, yeah, and they can't too. get going. Yeah. They've got no momentum whatsoever. What I did like was the way that Jurgen Klopp come out fighting yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he's come out swinging by saying, I'm not going to leave. You know, we're in, we're in a bad moment, but think how good the good times are going to be when we start winning trophies. He was bullish. He yeah, wasn't he down. was, he was. He and, was. I, and, I, and I think he made a smart move a couple of days ago after the last defeat. He said to everyone, I don't want to see anyone for two days. Everyone have two days off. Yeah. So it's like cabin fever. Me and you spend time together after a month. Yeah, You're yeah. going to need a time apart. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. Just, the way, just the way it is. And he's done the right thing. So I can't help but think there's going to be a reaction from their side. 
but still they're not in great form. So it makes, in all honesty, it makes for a really unpredictable it be, game. It, would be, be it, it makes for a it great game. Uh, so Atletico Madrid needed a miracle uh, from Jan Olbach to beat Celta. Yeah, one did win. Uh, Memphis Depay, by the way, 89th minute winner, uh, which is special for him. But before that, I mean, they were saved by the crossbar. Savage got sent off again for Atletico, who had a kind of couple of good chances early on and nil-nil. And then Oblak made this incredible... I mean, the reflex on the line, it would have been an ongoing thing from Hermoso. Incredible. I mean, he was incredible again through the whole game. And in the end, they get a win, not really playing well Atletico, but they, they just have to win to stay in that yeah. top four bracket because behind them, they've got good teams. They've got Betis, Real Sociedad, Villarreal, all around them for fighting for that third and fourth place, you know, behind Real Madrid and, and Barcelona. So, huge win, huge win. But a big thanks to Oblak for, you know, for the win. Tottenham went from beating Manchester City uh, to being humiliated by Leicester in the space of one week. Don, what happened? And by the way, to make it worse, they also lost Rodrigo Bentancourt for the remaining of the season. ACL injury by the looks yeah, of it. That, yeah, that's yeah. a real blow. I mean, they were defensively... All over the place. Oh, Pedro Poro for a start. Oh, oh, Eric yeah, Dyer. Yeah. Eric Dyer for me. Oh, Dyer as well. I mean, oh, you know, there's two goals that I saw. And I saw all the goals I've seen the game, but there was two goals where Eric Dyer is passive and he's standing off Iniacho for one of the goals. Oh, doesn't engage him. I don't know. Go and close him down. And then Harvey Barnes, he does exactly the same thing. Yeah. And then to make it worse, which I hate, it's one of my pet hates, yeah. he starts pointing at everyone else. <laughs> you do this, you do that. You do it. Oh, my word. I mean, that is, so that is Tottenham. How can or, you be so good one week and so bad the I've next got week? no idea. I've got no it's idea. It's so maybe may, very Spursy getting yeah. up for Man City and then getting walloped. <laughs> and the four could have been six. Yeah, easy. They got walloped. Easy. But, but, but good on Leicester, you know, they're back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, they actually was, they took, they took their goal really. Yeah. And the Mendy goal, he was never, I what? mean, he never scores anyway in the no. first place. But never, Best goal of his lifetime. Ever, of his whole family forever, generations and generations. <laughs> Every Mendy player, that's the best <laughs> goal Mendy's ever scored. Uh, Milan finally won a game. Hey! Wasn't pretty, but they beat no. uh, Torino on Friday. Yeah, they did. And they needed that badly, didn't that's they? It, yeah. Because they run the table run they were in, slipping down the table. And before, Welcoming Spurs, of course, in the Champions League on Tuesday night. Big win. Giroud with the goal. Theo, who's also been pretty poor in the last few games with the cross. So a bit of kind of, bit of momentum, a bit of confidence bringing back in Zlatan on the bench. Yeah. I think even that, that kind of leadership that they missed too, uh, will be good. And let's see when they get everybody fit again, like Ben Asset, you know, fully yeah. fit. All the They're just very guys. fragile at the moment, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they are. You, I mean, I... I, like I 3-5-2 that he tries to play in. Yeah, is, I, I toss that coin when I think Milan-Tottenham. Yeah. I just I toss know. it and go... Great. It's going to be a great watch. Could be a great game. great watch on Tuesday night. Don, I thought Nathan Jones was one of the best coaches in Europe. Best, I mean, I heard him saying it. Be, so best I, in Europe. You know, best, best XG, best XG against, best everything you want. Uh, although he, you know, he doesn't want to marry Welsh women, but that's another matter. He doesn't want to be a like PE teacher. So why was he sacked after 95 you days? You can't then? sack the best coach in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> there was too much waffle. Oh my word. I mean, I love a manager that's emotional. Yeah. Conte's emotional. I agree. I agree. Right? Nathan Jones was very, very emotional. And whenever I was hearing, hearing him speak, I was like, stop talking. Stop talking. Please, Please stop talking. He was talking. Great, man. He was just like, oh. And then you've, and then, you do all of that and tell tell the world that you're the best coach in Europe. Of course you're going to lose the next game. It's just standard. And then he blamed it on he blamed it on Wolves being down to ten yeah. men. Yeah, yeah. For for seventy five minutes or something. It's like 
And, and you know, it just... he's, he, he, yeah, it was coming. It, maybe it was the maybe it was the poor appointment in the first place. Maybe it was too big for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Board need to take a look at themselves. But um, I thought that was a sharp learning curve for him. Yeah, what yeah. it's like to yeah. be what, a to Premier say, League manager. Say, exactly. Sometimes yeah. just because you just lose think... the dressing room. Exactly as well. And play, the fact, I mean, the fans are all I, I know from a player's point of view, when you've got a manager telling the world that you're the best coach in Europe, the oh. players behind the scenes are going, going. Especially when you've won one in, I don't know, nine in, the, or ten, yeah, yeah. in the league or something crazy like that. It's just... Incredible. Oh, uh, so Dortmund have never played uh, Chelsea before this week. Uh, Champions League matchup. Yeah. And uh, they're prepared for a 2-0 win over Werder Bremen. Their sixth win in a row. Six in six, to be fair. Fire, aren't fire. they? Yeah, on fire. And Dortmund keeping clean sheets. I know, never I happens. know. I know, you're right. And they, they played really well, uh, to be fair. I thought even if the first goal took a bit of time to come, uh, Jamie uh, 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 Beaton, that's how I think that's how you say his name. Uh, wonderful goal, by the way. Schlotterbeck come in and, and playing him with him. Uh, and Bino Gittens, one of the younger players again, uh, making wave this season. Love a Dorman. young player at Dorman, isn't yeah, that? Amazing, isn't it? coming from City, the young Englishman, great. And then Julian Braun, who's been outstanding and who will face. Kai Harvis, one of his best friends, they were yeah. together by Oliver Guzen coming through as well. So, special night for them too. But man, I would not want to face... And Dortmund have the issues, of course, and you never know, they can... They oh, can Dortmund can let, oh, just oh, like oh, they can let you down. They're the best, so, team, best team in Europe Yeah, they're letting you down. They could, I think they could be the best opponent for Chelsea to have on, on Wednesday and the worst opponent <laughs> for Chelsea to have. And that's great because Chelsea could be the same for Dortmund. Yeah. So it's going to be, again, fascinating to watch them too, but... They certainly have prepared in the in the in the best way, with another win and you know keeping in touch with Union Berlin and with Bayern at the top mm. of the Bundesliga. So, so really good. Dolan, I feel that since on this show you yeah. said that Newcastle were the perfect team. I'm like Nathan Jones, aren't I? <laughs> they haven't really been the same. They drew again this weekend, the third in a row. What's going on? Right. How do you see this? See, I'm always glass half full. Yeah, me too. Right. Me too. Always. So you can say if it's half empty, you can say. Three draws on the spin, lost a bit of momentum. Yeah. Bruno's not been playing. Yeah. He's a miss. Yeah. Or sure. half full, you go Newcastle are unbeaten in 17. That's true as well. So still pretty formidable. Very true. You know, when you look at all the top Very teams true. across the Premier Leagues, the Man United, the Man Cities, you know, the Liverpools, the Spurs, etc., etc., to be unbeaten in 17. True. It's, it's still true. pretty amazing. But I know what you mean. I, I get the sparks just gone a little bit. It feels like, it feels like, and they concede goals which they didn't before. Yeah. You know, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's only one goal again, but exactly. still. Yeah, but before they hadn't considered since like November oh, like or something. It was Twelve crazy. hours or something. Yeah, yeah something maybe like... maybe subconsciously the cup finals had an impact on yeah, the players. Like, yeah, you know, maybe a league of fans looked forward to in, in a I couple just, of weeks' you time. Know what? I just see that top four. I mean, for third and fourth, I mean for fourth place. Sorry, yeah. going down to the wire. Them and and if they miss out on one point, for example, yeah. Then you maybe go back to this Bournemouth True. game where you think, okay, this is a game that you have to win if you want to finish top four. True, but again, half full. If Newcastle beat Man United in the cup final and finish fifth, that's still yeah, 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 an yeah, yeah, amazing yeah. season because Newcastle yeah, yeah, are well no, no. ahead of where Newcastle thought thought they could they, they should be this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, being, in the, being in the bottom two, only winning one game when Eddie Howe took over. Yeah, to be yeah. fighting. I mean, Newcastle was second at one point, Jules. No, 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 no. You're you know, right. You're right. Still you're right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, no, I get no. it. Still very good. Yeah. So, um, so it was the Ryan Cherky show for oh, Leon. Oh my god! And you know what? I've since he was 16 and made his debut, we've said what an incredible talent and gifted player he is. There's no doubt. And then, which I think normal. I mean, you started really young, but 
at that age, the consistency is your oh. main issue. You could was be, he 16? Yeah, he was 16. But you could see the talent already done. Yeah. Incredible. But then there was one good 20 minutes and then nothing for the rest of the game. Next game, nothing. Next yeah. game. Now he's got a consistency. He's got three and three now. And yesterday, it was amazing. Against Lens. So big yeah. clash for Lyon who needed points. Lens were third in the table. Uh, before Monaco win against PSG, they, they both both went for it. It was it was intense. It was good. Uh, a, a lovely assist for Lacazette on the first goal. He plays behind Lacazette as a ten now. Right. He can play second striker. You can play him wide, but yeah. he's got right foot left foot. So he t- he's one of them who takes corners from the two side in swinging right oh. foot left. But just oh. just like that, he puts the ball wherever he wants, and then he scores. So assist with his left foot on the first goal. Yeah. Goal on the second goal with from him on with his right foot. Yeah. But just every touch. So that's so it then. So that's it. And Chelsea are going to buy him for 200 million. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> probably. PSG wanted to sign him in January. They could not do it. Uh, but you know, every touch, and he's so elegant. He's one of those, like, he's so silky and small. Oh, yeah, man, a lovely place to watch. Juventus are still without Paul Pogba, Don, which, by the way, is bad, really bad. But they beat Fiorentina 1 0, 1 0, sorry, to go back into the top. Half of the table, the yeah. ninth in the table after the, the, the 15 points knocked out. Again, little by little, you know, you yeah. come back and you get a bit of momentum. I, I think they're playing well. It's just all the distractions off the pitch, Jules. When you yeah. get done by 15 points, you've got to try and react when they were looking like they were going to get top four. And I, actually, at one point, you know, probably four months ago, I said, forget Juve for top four. They're never going to get there. Yeah. Then, they, then they got themselves in the title yeah, fight. All really, of a sudden, they were second. I was going, I have no idea how that's happened. Because yeah. it was something like, I think they're it was nine eight, in a row, yeah, eight, eight in a row, one winning nil, one nil. Yeah. And it was like amazing. Then all of a sudden, bang, 15 points. So they've got to try and react. So it was an important win. Mm. Um, but one, I don't think you can get carried away with because there's so many problems at football. And you know, first time this season, so we are February something, Yeah, that he, that... Allegri was a lot, was able to play Chiesa, Vlaovic, Di Maria from kickoff. Helps. So when you that's your front three, yeah. and you start the season, this is your front three, and then you can only play them mid February. Exactly. Like wow. And, no, and as you said, no poor Pogba. Yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, is, no, is, is he, have been... he's due back. Is he? Is he... So he's working in the gym. They say he's not just he's not ready yet. Maybe another three weeks. But like I'm, every time it's another two weeks, another three weeks. Well, I read reports that they were thinking maybe of yeah, ripping up the contract. I don't think I really that's true. Yeah, that was not true. But you know, he's turned thirty in March. Next month he will be thirty, wow. and he hasn't played this season. He's lost. He's lost a couple of years, isn't he? Yeah, it's sad. It's yeah. really sad. Really sad. Uh, so Jules something rare and special happened on Sunday in the Scottish Cup tie between Rangers and Partick Thistle I've not seen it but I've heard about it yeah so if you haven't seen it it's a it's a cup game of course uh, Ibrox uh, at some point Malik Tillman the uh, the American attacking midfielder who's on loan from Bayern at Rangers gets fouled he's on the floor uh, and the uh, the Rangers players put the ball out so it's a throw in for Partick Thistle but they're going to obviously give the ball back to Rangers but Malik Tillman is on the floor so he doesn't see that the game has been stopped in that ah. way so he thinks Partick is just going to have a throw in yeah. and they're just going to play the throw in so he goes and presses the the, <laughs> the guy on the ball gets the ball back and goes straight towards goal and scores I mean at some point he stopped because he's clearly realising hang on why am I the only one running but he still finishes the move and scores Imagine the party players go mad. It's a, like a bit of a fight, everything. And then fair play to Michael Beale, the, yeah. uh, 
the Rangers manager who says, you know what, we can't score a goal like this. Yeah. So let them score. Let Partick Thistle score. So kick off after the Malik Tillman's goal. And then they literally let the Partick striker go and, and score in an empty net, basically. Which I thought was really gracious for, yeah. Mike, from, for Michael Bill. Didn't have to do it. He could no. have just said, well... Good standards, isn't it? Very good standards. And he said, you know, we are Rangers. We, yeah. we behave in the right way. I like here. that. I like that a lot. And he's not the first one to do You remember Bielsa yeah. with against Villa? Sheffield United, yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal, I think. Yeah, yeah, that one as well. But it's still lovely when you see a manager saying, oh, you know what, yeah, we made a mistake. Malik didn't know. Clearly, he didn't yeah. know. He didn't and he, and it's good that he didn't want to put that pressure on, exactly. the, on, on the young boy as well. So he's not that exactly. type of player. He didn't know. Yeah, and Rangers still won, by the way, 3-2. Partick, he sort of psyched them So not a good evening, not a good afternoon for him. But yeah, well done, Michael Bill. I think really nice thing to do. We mentioned Brentford's draw with Arsenal. Uh, Don Ivan Tony, who scored the equaliser in the game, revealed after they received a lot of racial abuse on social media after the game. Ah, it's just horrific, isn't it? I mean, fair play to Arsenal, fair play to Brent, Brentford for coming together yeah. to try and find the culprit. Uh, actually, fair play to Ivan Tony for coming out and speaking. I think he's brave. Yeah. I think it's 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 very good. Um, I think more players should do it because this needs to stop. Oh, it's just. It's awful. It's Every horrific, isn't it? Every week we hear and saying like, "Oh, another player got abused like racially." What do we have to do? To it stop should be that? Like it, it should lifetime stadium ban shouldn't be allowed in football. Maybe a criminal act. I know there has to be, yeah, in my opinion, short. there's got to be a severe punishment yeah. for this. Um, so, Emmy Martinez gave his first interview duel since the World Cup. What did he say? Yeah, so if you haven't seen this in uh, in the France football edition of this week, uh, and to be fair, it was a good interview, and he said like. He doesn't really say per se, I regret some of the things I did. He didn't regret the little thing that so he, he did. So he did, he did with the trophy. He said, you know, the, basically he did it after the Copa America, which was not already a good idea. Yeah. And this time he says that the, the other players like Messi and the others were saying, you're not, we dare you to do it again. You can't do it again in the oh, World Cup final. got sucked win. in. So he did it for one second and he said, like, it was, it was a bad idea. Uh, he explained, you know, the, the, the door, the Mbappé door. Yeah. Uh, that was, that, that was bad. And he said, basically, when they were doing the parade, everybody was throwing stuff at them, like doors and everything. He picked it up and he saw it was Mbappé again for a second. And someone's gone. Yeah. And then he threw it back. He said, how can Mbappé be, be my door when he's called four goals against exactly. me? I'm his door, you know? Exactly. So yeah. there was a, there was some nice things in there where he showed a bit of, you know, remorse yeah. and it was good. And then oh, he told good. about his story, which is an incredible story, really. Um, but yeah, I'm still gutted that one. And he obviously comes back on the Colomuani chance and he says, you know, I, I let him believe that I wanted him to shoot that way. So yeah. I kind of opened the door a little bit. Yeah. And then I made the save. He said, this is the greatest save of wow. my court career. You know, Absolutely. Like, so, yeah. you know, but at least he gave an interview. He was honest. He Good. answered every question. So you can't take that away from him. So in a way, well done to him Martinez. Don, that's all we had time for today, no. man. Thank you so much for coming. It Loved was very it. enjoyable. Great top, by the way. Oh, thank you. Cruz Azul from Mexico, 0405. Home kit, I hope you like it. You know where they come from anyway. But thank you to Don Hutchinson for Thanks, all of man. you for listening. We'll be back on Thursday, of course. Gab will be back, maybe still with his eyes a bit wet after the Philadelphia Eagles defeating the Super Bowl. But we will obviously review the Champions League and the huge Arsenal-Manchester City game from Wednesday night. So, like he always says... Love the game, love yourself, love your neighbor or something like that.